Hello, I am a crafty witch named Kirsten. I'm a crafty witch named Stephanie. And welcome to Witches Be Crafty. So how are you? Hello. Hello. Um, this week kicked my booty, like for sure. Um, but I'm feeling pretty good. I took a power nap. Um, a very powerful power nap this afternoon. Excellent. Uh, yeah, so I'm feeling uh, pretty excited for our topic of discussion. Yeah. Um, how are you? I'm good. I have been walking a lot. Ooh. Yeah. That sounds I, nice. It is, and I, I'm going by myself without little people, you know, trailing behind me and looking at every leaf and stick and. Right. You know how it goes. I do. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, this has been like 45 minutes a day, just me walking out in nature, getting some exercise, some fresh air, and I can just be alone with my thoughts, throw on a podcast or something. Right. It, it's really done a lot for my mood. And in That's fact, good. today I didn't think I'd get a chance to go and it was fine. And then I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, I just kind of had like this little anxiety attack. And oh. my husband was like, do you want to go on a walk? And I was like, I don't know. Yeah, okay. That sounds good. And I felt a lot better afterwards. So that's good. I'm going to keep it up. That's good. I'm sorry you're having anxiety attacks. I had anxiety attacks this week too. I don't know what's with this week. Pre-holiday I'm, madness? Maybe. I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I decided uh, by Thursday I was like over this week. Um, but uh it is pre-holiday. Maybe that's part of it. I do have, maybe I'm much uh, less anxious now because I have a four-day weekend. Oh, so excited. Congrats. Thank you. Super excited. I took Monday, well, because, you know, solstice. Right. Um, so I took Monday and Tuesday off, and then I'm working Wednesday, but I have Thursday, Friday. I basically have arranged my work schedule for the next three weeks where I have three four-day weekends in a row. And I need them so bad. You're living the dream. I mean. <laughs> it's like you manifested your dream. It is. Though. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. <laughs> it is. It is kind of the dream, though I think in the dream it's, like, less extreme, uh, less, like, pushing myself to the limit and then having to take, like, four days off. But it is pretty nice to have those days coming up. And I am uh, trying to manifest some uh, productive and festive holiday times, getting ready for solstice, and, yeah, I'm I'm – Excited to see what the next four days, well, I guess three days at this point, but just excited to see what the close of this year brings. So anyway, uh, Stephanie. Yes, Kirsten. What is the topic of tonight's podcast? My For those who haven't been following Instagram and maybe didn't pick up on my not-so-subtle hints, it's <laughs> manifestation and the law of attraction. Ooh, ah, hold your applause. I am super excited about this one. 
Yeah, yeah. I am too. As I told you, it's something that I'm very interested in, but have not yet felt um, like I'm doing it right or right. I haven't had as much success as I would like. Um, I, I we'll dive into that. Yeah. Well, I have many thoughts on this topic. Um, I, you know, that I, th- this is the weirdest humble brag, but I am a pretty powerful manifester. Okay. Um, and <laughs> it's part of the reason I think that it's one of the things that kind of opened me up to this side of, you know, more witchy things just because of the stuff I would manifest around me. Um, And that can go both ways. That's not necessarily a really always good thing to be able to powerfully manifest things. Right, which Um, we'll undoubtedly discuss. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So maybe people aren't really familiar with what manifestation is. Do you want to take a stab at it? Ooh, okay. I can. It'll definitely be stabby. (laughs) Stab it. Stab it. Whatever that means. (laughs) It's a very stabby episode. So law of attraction manifesting kind of breaks down to your thoughts and your feelings creating your life around you. Uh, Whatever you think, you attract. Um, A very common example is if you're constantly thinking, I'm broke, I'm broke. I just, I can't afford this. I can't afford that then you're actually sending out that energy because we as people are energy and thus our thoughts are energy. And you're sending that out into the universe and that's what you're going to attract. You're going to attract being broke and not being able to afford anything. Right. And, you know, so it's basically change your thoughts, change your life. Um, I think, like, a really good example, like a lot of people could probably relate to is if you've ever been late somewhere and then like you start out a few minutes late, but you're stressing it. And then it just seems like every single thing, you know, you're behind the slowest car, you, your light, all the red lights. Yes. You know, or just funky things happen with the lights that shouldn't even happen. Like, um, I think that's a powerful one because it's something that we fixate. And so it's something we bring into our lives, uh, quite often. It's something I had to, uh, mindfully approach um, in my younger days um, because if you fixate it on on it, that's that's what you attract. And and I think you know, despite your uh, stabbiness, um, that was actually really good. I think you butchered that well in the oh, in the you. best way. In the, in the best way, like yeah, you know, like with old timey butcher and his shop yeah, butchering, or yeah, like yeah, a, yeah, <laughs> that kind, not okay. not the bad. Someone who knows what they're doing and they know you by name, and they're like, yes. "Here's your order." Yes, less <laughs> less serial k- killer, more like surgeon butcher. There we go. <laughs> we just... do paint a word picture, don't we? <laughs> oh yeah. Um. No, but, you know, manifestation is one of those things where I really think that, for me, uh, a lot of the my spiritual beliefs, and I've, I've spoken to this before, are really tied up in a lot of scientific um, evidentiary stuff. Um, and I think 
that manifestation will be one of those things that, you know, as we develop quantum um, technologies and our understanding of quantum physics, we're going to start to see that uh, science and like old quote, you know, old world thinking or old school thinking um, really kind of mesh there um, because, you know, it's like you said, we are ultimately energetic creatures. I think that we get, you know, caught up in the day-to-day life and, you know, the, the experience of being on this planet. Um, but on a, you know, a very real scientific level, we are mostly energy and, you know, even like touching people, you will actually never touch anyone in your entire life. Um, not, Uh. not really with anything of substance because the, the empty space that's surrounding the atoms at the edge of your being, you know, will only need other empty space. Um, it's fascinating to think that we are on like the precipice of this, um, kind of awakening. Um, but yeah. So have you ever had any experiences with manifestation or, or what's your, um, what's your kind of background with it? Not much. I'll okay. be honest. I have tried like small little experiments. Okay. I guess. Um, usually involving money because, hey, why not? Um, just I mean, kind of like writing yeah. down a little thing that's just like, Thank you, universe, for this, you know, hundred dollars. You know, I gotta keep it realistic. Um, and then I'll like fold it up and put it away where I don't see it. And then like, you know, maybe in two days, I got a check for eighty dollars. So it was right. kind of close. Yeah, uh, I guess that would be the most like thing that I've purposefully like written down. Okay. But, I mean, speaking of writing it down, just this whole bit of research that I kind of did for this Mm -hmm. episode, I've started scripting. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Could explain that or we'll Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Okay, so scripting. This is fun. Um, So this I actually learned about. (laughs) I was watching YouTubers. Okay. um, Talking about manifesting and law of attraction. Right. And scripting was very interesting to me because I have a lot of journals as it is. And basically scripting is you're writing from a place of, um, how would you put it? Like you already have the thing that you want to manifest. Right. Well, that's, Um, I mean, that's a huge part of manifestation, I think. Right. And, And that's kind of what I've learned. You have to like already be in that place where you act like you have it. You have to act as if you already have abundance or whatever it is. You know, so yeah. in scripting, you know, I'll start off every time. Every entry starts off with thank you. You know, maybe a couple thank yous. Thank you, universe. I'm so grateful for such and such. And I feel this way. And basically, it's about describing how you feel if you were to already have the thing that you want interesting okay yeah and i don't know that just seemed very tangible to me right 
Tell me, <laughs> tell me more about this tangible manifestation process, <laughs> my uh, well, friendly earth sign. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, it just, it's, I don't know, for me, it just kind of gets me pumped. Uh, I'll, I, I try to do it in the beginning of my day. Okay. And, and funny, I missed today and then, you know, I kind of got into a grumpy mood and I've been doing this for the last like four days. Okay. And, but it just kind of gets me pumped because then if I'm writing from this place of gratitude and thinking about the things that I want as if I already have them, right? then I'm more likely to make choices and actions that will steer me towards my goal. Okay. So for me, you know, manifestation isn't necessarily, I mean, it's not going to like come out of nowhere. Right. You know, and, and the how, as I hear it, the how is not necessarily up to us. That's up to the universe, no, the universe or your God or, you know, whatever yeah. it is you need. Well, that that I absolutely agree with. And I, w- I would even right. say as part of my practice that um, I have found that it's better for me to ask for the simplest thing, like help me solve this problem. And then let the universe sort out the details. Um, that's always been very beneficial in my manifestation practice. So, but I mean, I think it's interesting that, I mean, not surprising, of course, that I would take like a more uh, less tangible approach. <laughs> Though I did, you know, I did have, I've, I've had quite a few experiences. I have a pretty uh, fantastic story, which was kind of like the beginning, not necessarily of my relationship with manifestation, but really starting to like push boundaries with what I could do. Mm-hmm. Um, Tell us more. So it's going to sound weird. But this whole podcast isn't weird. <laughs> I'm confused. Where are we? Right? I mean, okay. Buckle in, kids. This is a very, very strange tale. I may have told you this story before, Stephanie. Okay. Um, a few people, some of my uh, friends and family listening probably know it, but I don't tell it too much because it's just so bizarre. So, I already feel like I know what it is, but for the sake of the podcast... Yes. I'm, I'm gonna react like I've never heard it before. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so <gasps> right. Um, okay, so this manifestation story actually starts with a book, a really powerful book I read called "Happiness Is a Choice," and um, it's by Barry Neal Kaufman. Love the book. Recommend it uh, so much. Um, but, you know, the too long didn't read is that happiness is a choice, stimulus is neutral. Um, when we have something that happens to us, it triggers a belief and that triggers an emotional reaction. And I think that also kind of can trigger a subconscious manifestation reaction as well. Um, so if you react negatively to negatively just throwing in syllables um (laughs) if you react negatively to a situation it's gonna bring in you know more 
it's going to push you in one direction um, and potentially bring in more negative energy. You're not, you're certainly not going to manifest a bunch of positive energy that way. Um, so anyway, this story starts with me finishing that book. So I've been reading it for a couple weeks, but that was the day I finished it. Mm -hmm. And, um, my ex-husband and I were supposed to go to a tool concert, um, which was very expensive. And, uh, this was right before we were getting married. Um, and so he got laid off and I couldn't justify spending them. I mean, the parking alone was like ridiculous. It was like 70 bucks. Um, so I just couldn't justify it. So I had to get rid of the tickets and then I found myself finishing this book and kind of being in a dark place and realizing, you know what? I refuse to believe that, you know, life is bad and doomed. I'm just going to open myself up to wonderful possibilities that the universe has to um, offer and just put my faith in the fact that if I choose to try and make the best of situations, the universe will pay me back in abundance. And oh my God, did it deliver that day. Did it tell me. Yes. It was a trial. It was a trial. So, okay. So we decide, we find, I find this random concert uh, on MySpace of all places, which was weird because no, at the time no one was really using MySpace. Everyone was slowly moving to Facebook and I randomly looked and uh, I don't know if anyone out there or you are familiar with the Mighty Boosh. Um, they're like a British comedy kind of music duo thing. I only trio. know this name because of you. Okay. Well. The only reason why. They're fun. Um, so anyway, so randomly they're doing a free concert. And I'm like, that's what we're going to do. We're going to go to this free concert. And so we planned it for a few days. And we had a couple other friends who were going to go with us. The day of, I finish the book. I get a text from these friends. They're bailing. Okay, whatever. Um, we're like, okay, well, they were going to drive, so let's let's do a quick oil change on the car, and then we'll drive up to Hollywood. So we do. We drive up. We go to Chinatown. We have a lovely uh, afternoon lunch. We walk around, um, get back in the car, start heading up towards Hollywood, get off on Sunset Boulevard, and all of a sudden, the check, or was it the check engine light bat? Yeah, the check engine light comes on, which was weird. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so, you know, we're thinking like, oh, maybe, you know, they were changing the oil. Maybe something got, you know, jostled in there. Um, we're in bumper-to-bumper traffic on Hollywood Boulevard. Um, and we, all of a sudden, the radio goes dead. Um, we quickly realize something very bad is happening with the car. Um, but I'm like manifesting this positive thing. I'm like, no, everything's going to be fine. <laughs> I have faith that this will all turn out no matter what happens. I decided at the beginning of this day, we were going to have a great day. So I ref this, whatever's about to happen is okay. Um, so as it turns out, uh, we get to the parking garage next to the venue. And just as we turn into the parking spot, the car completely dies. Um, 
so a bit worried, but that's okay. I think there's an issue with the battery. It seems like a battery issue. So I do a little bit of research. There's a nearby uh, Walmart. We're just going to go over, buy a battery. We'll change it in, change it out, you know. Um, so we got to get in a taxi. And so I'm like, okay, well, there's a taxi across the street. Uh, I believe, oh, I don't know if I can say the name. It was a taxi company that's pretty big in LA and they're kind of uh, characteristically known as like these white and green uh, taxi cars. So anyway. You um, assume I've been to LA more than once in my life. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure other people have. Yes, someone will know. They would know. And they'd be they like, I'm going to yeah. sue you for all 13 of your cents. Um, so anyway, uh, we go to get in this taxi. He's parked across the street and I walk up to him and he's asleep. I'm like, okay. So the number for the taxi is on the thing and I don't want to get him in trouble. Right. I'm afraid like, what if he's not supposed to be sleeping? Um, and so I'm like, okay, I'll just call and I'll see if I can get a taxi and if he's available, like they'll radio him. Um, and so I call that taxi company and as I'm on the phone with that taxi company, looking at one of their taxis, a third of their taxis comes and causes a three-car collision, which I witness. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So now I've witnessed this epic. you <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so witness this car crash. You know, guys, uh, all the vehicles get out or all the drivers of the vehicles get out. And the guys in the middle car, they're, you know, they come right up to us because they're in the middle car, right? And they're, they didn't cause the accident, but they've also hit a car in front of them because they were pushed into it. Mm-hmm. So like right away, they like come up to me. They're like, do you see it? Did you see it? And I was like, yeah, I saw it. Uh, you know, they're like, will you give a statement? I'm like, of course, of course. And so they're like, well, you got to wait for the police. So at this point, I'm like, okay. I'm going to be standing over here for a while. So I decide to go over to where the line is forming outside the club. Because this is one of those first come, first serve kind of deals, right? Right. And so even though we got there hell early, now it's starting to look a little sketch. And so I go over and I find this lovely little couple. And I'm like, hey, lovely couple. Um, but I, uh, this is the, the sitch. I got to go get this battery, but we're here. I will pay you 20 bucks and buy you a drink. Um, if you just hold a spot for, you know, hold the spot for us. Um, you know, we're not trying to cheat anyone. It's just, we're having this issue. And they're like, yeah, sure. No problem. I make brief eye contact with the person next to them. And this will come into play later. (laughs) So anyway, so we're waiting for the cops and we're waiting for the cops and they take forever to get there. Finally, some motorcycle cop shows up. He like, pulls down his aviators just long enough to be like, is anyone hurt? And no. And like, he's like, okay, I don't need to do anything. And like drives off. I'm like, okay, weird. Well, in the meantime, we've struck up a conversation with middle car and middle car is like, Hey, you guys, thank you so much for doing this. I know a place down the street that has uh, batteries. Um, Why don't we just drive you down to go get one? Like, okay, we'll go, we'll go out there. So middle car, super nice. We drive down there. They drop us off. They even wait while we buy the battery so they can drive us back to the garage, which was awesome. That's really we, nice. Right? We realize that um, we have no tools to put this battery in. And like, <laughs> right. what are we going to do? And then I realize, hey, I have roadside assistance that I've never used. So my phone is like dying, but I'm able to 
get a call in, get it all set up and make contact with the guy just as he's pulling in and my phone dies. Um, so everything's working out so far. Um, yeah, so we, we bought the last battery in the shop. And when uh, we have the roadside assistance guy comes, he starts raving about how this is the best battery ever. And, you know, just like, oh, you know, this grace battery I put in my wife's car, blah. All of this will come into play later. Okay. <laughs> I promise. It's not, I mean, it is frivolous detail, but, you know, whatever. So, okay. So then, now, now I'm getting a little stressed. So I'm going to go check on the line and check on the couple. I get down there and the couple is gone. And what had happened, you see, is people who had showed up at like 10 a.m. that morning when we were still like in, you know, oil change land, mm-hmm. got wristbands. And the couple had a wristband. And at the time, the lines were mingled together. But now they've separated the wristbands from the non-wristbands. Ah. Oh. So I go there. Guy who I made brief eye contact with tells me what's up. I go back to ex-husband and I start crying. Because now I'm like, my, my plan for happiness. Right? <laughs> okay. But as I'm blubbering, being like, I can't find a couple and I'm like, no, I refuse. Happiness is a choice. The universe is going to, even if we don't get in, it's going to be fine. We'll find something else to do. It's fine. I'm going to go. Hold on. I have an idea. And I go back to guy I made eye contact with. I'm like, dude, you saw me, right? He's like, yeah, I saw you. I'm like, you know, I'm not messing around that I really was here. Will you take the deal I was going to give them? He's like, hell yeah, I'll take your drinks and money. Yeah. Um, so we're back in the game. Okay. This guy's so, no fool. Right? Oh, yeah. No, he's, I mean, and, and they like, legit, he could tell I was upset. I was, you know, this, a lot of stuff was happening and I was trying to remain positive. And so, okay. That's the hardest part. Right. Remaining positive. But it's in a horrible so situation. important. This is why, okay, like, side note, you ever meet those people where, like, why are they so perfect and everything just seems to open up and happen for them and it seems effortless? Because they're happy. Because I think low key, it's because the universe has always been like that. So they expect it. So they're happy. So it delivers. Like it's like this cycle. It's what they know. If you've been through a lot of trauma, you've got to like consciously work on your brain because if you expect that, you're going to attract a lot of that kind of negative energy into your life. Anyway, back to the story. Okay. <laughs> we are all very excited to hear okay. this. This is this is it ends quite fun. Okay. Um it's one of the funnest nights of my life. And I've had many fun nights. Um so okay. Humble so, brag. Okay, I mean, okay, maybe that's the humble <laughs> brag. <laughs> Hashtag humble brag. I can't help it. <laughs> no, no, no. You do you. Um okay. So, <laughs> it's not me. It's just I make cool friends. It's really you guys. Just drag me along to all the cool things. Um, okay. So, uh, back in line. Now, I'm like pumped. I'm like, car battery's fixed. That's all good. We got a line. Da, da, da. 
Well, now the security start. We got good cop security and bad cop security. Good cop comes by and is like, you guys are the lucky ones. You're going to get inside. Bad cop security guard comes by and is like, you guys should go home. No one's getting in. We've already, we're going to breach capacity. Just go home, guys. You're wasting your time. I'm like, what, what's going on here? But I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going to stay. I, you know, happiness is a choice. If it doesn't happen, we'll find another club. We'll do something. I'm, I'm manifesting this right now. I'm just going to enjoy being in this line. I'm not attached to whether or not I get into this club. I just expect that good things are going to happen tonight. So, and I think that is key to manifestation. The moment you are attached to the outcome, attachment is an earthly desire. It's a very uh, physical kind of um, emotion. Mm-hmm. And I think manifestation is dealing with like cosmic connection and stuff. And you can't bring that in because attachment denotes like lack of or uh, fear of losing or blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so back to the story. Mm-hmm. Good cop, bad cop happens right. for a while. Finally, finally, they start letting us in and no crap. We get in. They cut the line off two people behind us. Woo-hoo. Yes. So we're in. Now we're in. Now I'm stoked. And so, you know, part with line holder guy. Still props to that man wherever he may be. Um, and then ex-husband's like, I got to pee. And I'm like, I'll buy us drinks. So I go off to buy the strongest drinks I can find. Because we're only having one. Because we have to drive home later. So we need something that'll like, you know, start the party hard. But after dancing for the next three and a half hours, we'll be fine. Right? Right. So, two Long Islands. Oh, that'll mess you up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, one each. But I have them. They're both in my possession. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I am waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for ex-husband. He does not come out of the bathroom. And I don't know what's going on. I even have, like, a security guard help me. And because I enlist security guard, I'm like, I can't find my husband. Um, and security guard and I kind of bond over this experience. All of a sudden. Was this good cop or bad cop? This was a third-party cop. Okay, okay. But he was a good guy. Good awesome. guy, security guard. Yeah, no, he took care of me. He, he abs- Not only did he help me, you know, like, he went and, like, checked, like, called my ex-husband's name in the bathroom. But then while I'm waiting, because I'm still waiting by the bathroom, there's this blocked off area front of the stage where he's kicking everyone out, kicking everyone out. Lights go down. The thing starts. And he's like, here, just stand in the VIP section. I'm like, what? <laughs> so all of a sudden, I'm in it's the no VIP. no big deal. Whatever. No biggie. I'm in VIP in the front of the stage. The guy has come out. Um, there's this one. He's so cute. And I had a crush on him. Uh, his name is Noel Fielding, um, but he's in on the show, and he just decided that he was gonna like flirt with me from stage and talk to me from stage all night. It was amazing. Um, and then you know, at a certain point, I realized I've drank my Long Island. Ex husband still nowhere to be found, and now I'm getting a slightly warm Long Island, which I cannot abide by. Um, and since ex husband is driving anyway. I don't have to worry about sobriety as much. And so I decide to drink his because, you know, no fallen soldiers. Um, 
<laughs> no man left camp. behind. Exactly. Yeah. Man. You did, what, you did what you had to do. Right? So after the end of the concert, uh, after uh, many fun exchanges with Noel, um, my ex-husband shows up behind me. Apparently he got separated from me. He's like, yeah, I saw you the whole time. I was watching you. That was so cool. So anyway, great night. We hang out. I think uh, we almost made it to an after party, but then uh, other things were in the fates for us. But we did get to hang out with um, both of the, well, there's three main guys really in the group. And so two of the main guys um, we got to talk to and hang out with a little bit. And then as we were leaving, the third guy, he's walking with like a girl on either side. And it turns out he's like, walking to the same parking garage as us and he's parked next to us okay here's here's a fun aside we get a picture with him Mm -hmm. um my mom had she was like here this before like you know cameras and phones um consistently and so she's like here take my digital camera what she handed me was not a digital camera but my ass didn't realize that (laughs) until (laughs) the next day i went to like be like where's the sim card in this and be and i realized there was an empty film slot so even though we got pictures with him, there was no film for it to be captured upon. Um, so that's fine. But that's not really where the manifestation part comes in. I mean, it was the best night. Like at that point, like we were both so giddy and it was both so fun. And it had been such an emotional roller coaster. Like we were just like, and he knew too, like he was like, that was incredible. Cause I told him, I was like, I am manifesting us something powerful and good. Um, and so it was just cool. We were all pumped. We're on the freeway. We're about mm, just around like the L.A. Orange County border Mm -hmm. and the check engine light comes on. Oh, come on. Oh, yeah. You see, what we would find out the next day was it wasn't our battery. It was the alternator. And so it wasn't recharging the battery. But remember, we bought the best battery on the market, right? Right, right. So this juggernaut of a storage unit (laughs) of an electrical storage unit okay um literally we were driving home we get off the freeway for our exit and just like before the radio goes out we drive another two and a half miles to the street we need to turn on um and as we pull up to a stop sign the car lights start to dim. <laughs> like, oh, oh no. no. <laughs> it's like slow motion. Slow motion. We make it the rest of like the two miles home and literally, just like the, the gr- parking garage where it died as we were turning to the parking spot, literally as we're turning into our parking spot, the car dies again. And I look at him, I'm like, I'll deal with all of this tomorrow. My job here is done. <laughs> I have manifested you the night I promised. <laughs> we have gone through all these trials and came out laughing and smiling. Like, even when the, the battery light came on, when we first, we were like, we don't even care if we, you know, are on the side of the road or the highway. This night was great. Um, I would have cared a little. Yeah. Well, I think we were so pumped at that point. And <laughs> while I think that having that lack of caring... Mm-hmm. helped us ensure that everything lined up 
perfectly. Yeah, see, I probably would not have even made it to that point of the night. I would have gone home when Bad Cop was like, go home. <laughs> right? And, and like, that's oh, the problem. Well, there you go, you guys. And that a hundred times, I mean, like, when you, if you shut down the possibility, I really believe the universe won't, it's like a dance, you know? I always kind of think of it, I, I don't see manifestation as like, you know, I'm going to write, uh, you know, I'm going to light this candle and write my manifesto for world peace. And if I sit here and believe it hard enough, it'll just come into my life. Like, that's not, I think, what's going on. I, um, ha- you and I have talked a little bit about uh, Young's experiment before, the double slit experiment. Mm-hmm. So, um, and for those, I'll try to uh, recap. But essentially, that experiment is able to demonstrate that matter, uh, atoms, um, can exist in two places, either place or neither place at once. That's kind of confusing. Um, I think maybe I'll link to that video in our uh, Instagram because I, I don't think I can explain this without visuals. But um, it essentially, what people were able to prove with this experiment is that uh, these atoms were superimposed. They were in multiple places at once until they put a small measuring device. And when they did, they the the superpositioning collapsed and then it was just entering one slot either the left or right uh uh, slit um and so it, it essentially says that when you have an observer when you have something to observe reality then reality kind of becomes tangible Ooh, yeah i don't think it's like you know you're be all... a lot of my brain right now, and I like it. Okay, good. I hope I hope it's like somewhat sticky, <laughs> whatever I'm throwing. I mean, you know, <laughs> we want it to stick, okay, and not hurt. Throw throw sticky stuff, not rocks. I guess. Uh, Sorry, no. my th- my thought when you first said that was like monkeys at a zoo. So I'm like, oh no, be monkeys at a zoo. Be like pasta on the wall. <laughs> Right? (laughs) We want it to stick here. But, um... (laughs) And you know it's done. Right? But, okay. So if you, if you think about... (laughs) If you, if you think about the world and all of the different various life forms on the planet, constantly observing reality and influencing your reality, that's really what I think manifestation is it's more like less forcefully pushing something in a certain direction and it can be done um but i don't i think to be that powerful of a manifester like it takes a lifetime of study um but i think it's more like um you know kind of greasing the valve to go in a certain direction um I actually, it's interesting because the day after that experience, there was some more cool stuff that happened with the car I won't go into. But I was so impressed um, 
with that experience and I had a, a little voice was like, you are going to go to the casino tonight and you're going to win a bunch of money. Oh, you told me this story. Yeah, this is not, this is the first time. This is not the most recent oh, time. Oh, yeah. I mean, spoiler. This is, yeah. You want a bunch of money. <laughs> I want a bunch of money. <laughs> um, but this time, it was fascinating because it was more like, I just wanted to see if I could manifest winning. So, uh, the experience was really fascinating. I went to this club. I, I don't even think... Yeah, I was over 21 at this point. It was, it was, uh, I was over 21, but this is actually considered like an outdoor casino. It has like a tent roof. And so, uh, it's 18 and up. So it's the one I used to go to with my friends when I was a young hooligan in San Diego. Um, but so I, I'm like, we're going here and I don't gamble frequently. Like, I don't think I had been there since like I had been 19 and I was 26 at this point or something. Um, so we go there and it's pretty empty and I find this, uh, roulette table having never played roulette. Um, and I proceed to win my next like 72 out of 75 hands. Like, um, I was, it was really bizarre. Uh, and I kind of, at that point, kind of felt like it was just me and the dealer at the table and the dealer didn't really care so it was pretty easy to kind of push and that's how I kind of feel it it's like a pushing hmm. um yeah so it was easy for me to kind of like push my desire and influence it and I ended up winning all of these hands now here's where it got really interesting for me and why I kind of hold the belief that it's like you're in a dance with other people and there's different people with their different desires. And so that can affect, you know, if we were going to manifest world peace, it would take every single person wanting that. And then of course, if every single person wanted that would be, you know, manifesting world peace because then every person would be wanting it. Um, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I'm just so, sitting here fascinated. I'm like, okay. I need to get this book. Apparently. <laughs> well, the book doesn't really talk about manifestation, but uh, it does talk about some really cool things. And and you and I, if you want to get this book and then talk about this book, oh, man. But a lot of this is my own study that I've done be- because of this first, you know, big experience I had. And that just really opened me up to, like, the power of expecting. And, and that's what and that's why I think it's a manifestation thing. I didn't want it. I just had comp. I just knew it was gonna be. See, and maybe that's where I run into trouble because I'm not as open to just may the chips fall where they lay, you know? Yeah, or whatever. Right. Um, well, and I will tell you, like, I've been to casinos where, like, you know, like my grandmother before she passed away for one of her birthdays, she really wanted to go to a casino, so we all went. And, like, it was right after ex-husband and I had uh, separated. And um, so I was very poor. And so I wanted to win money. And I didn't win a dime that day because I wanted it. This is where, like, the attachment, the desire portion, it's different than, like, when a voice just says, like, you're going in here and you're winning. And I'm like, okay, fine. Oh, this... this (laughs) 
fits though uh, with some of the other things I know about manifestation. You're saying if you want it, then it's not really going to have to. You're not going to get it. It's kind right. of like you have to either. No, let me start again. You have <laughs> to first be at peace with where you are. Right. Currently. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And and you can't be it's like really like you can't be attached to any one outcome. You know, especially because I personally believe that the universe in my life anyway, and this is part of the manifestation thing, when I'm on the right path, things just open up. Like, you know, if I'm supposed to move to a place, when I actually first moved here, it was like jobs opened up, places to live opened up, um, all, you know, a friend, uh, another couple of ours, uh, or friend who is a couple, and actually the same couple who ditched us for the concert, um, they were like, we actually want to move to the area too. So then we could like pool our resources and do it together. So like everything just manifested really well. Hmm. Um, conversely, I've had other experiences where it's like, I want it, but it doesn't feel right. And then like everything that could go wrong will be thrown. Okay. That has happened to me plenty of times. Yeah. And it's like, like, I'll think back on it and think, you know, that probably wouldn't have been a good thing anyway. Even though I thought I wanted it, now that we don't have it, it's actually for the best. Right? You or know. even, so you I know. that lesson. Exactly. Well, it's like if you, you know, one of my favorite sayings is the causes in the future. Like the idea being like uh, something bad, something you consider bad may happen today. But at a certain point in your life, you will be able to look back and be like, oh, that had to happen uh, so that right. this, you know, this and I this have, will happen. I have definitely had some traumatic moments in my life that oh. part of me is just like, but there is a lesson and that's going right. to happen and it happened for a reason. This and Absolutely. that. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So, so and, and. So going back to that story with the gambling thing, what's really interesting, the reason why I didn't go further with that and why I walked away from the table, um, after the 75, around around hand 75, because we were kind of keeping track, um, this woman walked up with two other guys. And they were talking. She was like, oh, yeah, you know, we just came from the other famous casino in that area. And I wasn't winning, so I came here. As soon as she sat at the table and there was another person who, like, imprinted their desire on the situation, I, like, lost the groove. Hmm. Like, and so, and then, like, I even tested a little bit where it was, like, um, because at first I was trying to follow the same intuitive thing I had been doing. um, But she would do, like, bets that were, like, exact opposite of mine. And so then I would wait for her to place bets and then kind of like try and do it and kind of see if, well, maybe if we're both wanting this thing. Um, but it was weird. As soon as a third party was introduced, a third party's input, desires, whatever, um, it went away. And then fast forward to the other one. That one was like reluctant 
uh, manifestation where the little voice was like, this was the, I had just gone through uh, a little painful breakup and was going to one of my good friend's weddings down in San Diego and seeing my little brother. And I was going by myself and I was pretty sad. Um, but on the way down, little voice was like, you're going to win some money. You're going to go to a casino and win a bunch of money so you can just have a nice pampered vacation and not Oh, and it was going to pay it. for your trip. It was going to pay yeah, for see, my trip. I know this story too. Yep. And so, yeah, that one, that one was more, to me, that's more like part manifestation and part intuition. Like my intuition or whatever that little voice is. Uh, told me to go and actually I didn't want to go and even though it told me to do it on Sunday go Monday on Monday when I didn't go it was like do it and I was like fine I'll go tomorrow um, and I did I got my hair cut in the morning drove out to the casino walked into the casino enrolled in their little card program walked around for like five minutes found the machine where I was just like oh okay this one put ten dollars in hit the button once I won like 10 bucks and then again I won like 15 bucks and I hit it again and I won like 400 bucks um played another game won like another uh 70 bucks and then actually I would have won like another couple hundred but I didn't understand how that particular game worked and so I didn't put enough money I I had you had to like hit the uh, minimum on two different sections and so I didn't hit the second section um, so even though I totally knew the number uh, that it was going to be and got it because I didn't put enough money on there, I didn't win anything. And then I was like, ugh. And as soon as I got upset, I was like, well, I got to stop because now I'm becoming attached to the idea of winning. Huh. And so, yeah. So I walked out. Um, didn't really want to be there anyway. <laughs> and yeah, uh, drove out to meet with my friend, uh, Tina. And that was that. And then it literally paid. I paid for dinner with Tina that night. Um, it paid for my haircut. It paid for my massage the next day. It paid for all my travel gas and stuff. I took my little brother and his girlfriend out to dinner. It was just a really lovely vacation after that point. Um, and I didn't have to stress about, you know, like, oh, am I taking from my savings? Am I... You know, is it selfish, of, especially as a single mom, to be that's like, oh, I'm going to go get a massage. I, that's literally how I feel all the time. Right. Uh, apparently I need to gamble. You know, I'm surprised. <laughs> I've never gambled in my life. What? I know. Shocking. I Anyone who knows me, spoiler, so not surprised. shocking. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, because you're totally the kind of person who wants to just like, put money into an empty pit for no return <laughs> yeah that sounds like a really great time right and not at all stressful entertainment <laughs> <laughs> yeah no um i call I kind myself of... practical others might call me boring <laughs> and maybe they're right but it's okay i mean i know who i am i wouldn't say you're boring <laughs> <laughs> well that's, that's nice that's not a classification I would put you under. <laughs> okay, well, remember just you were talking about going to a show and standing in line and you're mm -hmm. like, no, we're going to stay in line, see what happens. Right. So that made me think of 
the only time in my life where I've stood in a line hoping that there would be like cancellations that we could go. Oh no. Uh, no, no, no. I didn't leave because, not because I didn't want to, but remember in our astrology episode, I was talking about my cousin uh-huh. who is a Sagittarius. Yes. And pushes me out of my comfort zone. Yeah, she drags you into to adventure. Okay, so first of all, I was in L.A. This is the one time I was in L.A. <laughs> because my cousin was like, hey, let's go to see this show. Like, I'll drive and I'll make everything happen. Just come with me. And I was like, okay, you take the lead. And she did. <laughs> and she was like, oh, there's a like an improv group. Let's go see if we can, you know, grab some tickets. Nice. And they were sold out. And we had our other friend with us. Um, and I was like, okay, they're sold out. Why don't we go do something else? Uh. And she's like, oh, no. Like, we should just stand here and see if there's any cancellations. There's always cancellations. Nice. And I was like, we're going to stand here. And luckily I had the two of them. We're like, yeah, totally. Because one is now basically an L.A. native. Um, nice. She moved there after college and just amazes me with like going from small town to LA I'm like how do you do that right Um, and she does it like a champ right no I I I had never actually been in a car with her driving before Uh uh-huh until we were like 30 um usually I was driving oh wow okay usually I would drive when we were younger and suddenly she was driving and doing all the LA like traffic cutting across lanes moves it was very wild to me um (laughs) (laughs) oh <laughs> she's a real native real native now anyway so i was just i was impressed i know that probably won't impress most people but i thought it was really yeah cool. no um, anyway, I... so we did end up getting into the improv show we were like the last three people in see yeah and if you I'm believe really you glad, will achieve and it was hilarious and awesome. i'm really glad we did it but it just the whole time you were talking, I was like, oh, my God. I would have been the person who was like, I don't want to wait in line. Let's go see if we can get instant right? gratification. <laughs> it's a good else. thing you were outgunned, too. And I you was. probably were being uh, socially polite, so you weren't grumping. Right. Because, like, that's even worse. Because, like, that's, like, oh, you no, want to talk no. about, like, I was not, actively. I was not grumping. I was like, oh, okay, I guess we'll stand here. Cool. Yes. That's fine. Yes. See? You, and then they, <laughs> they push their little will. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, and it's funny. And then I recognized one of the actors. I didn't realize he was going to be in the improv show, but I, I felt like the most unstarstruck person ever because I was just like, "Oh, is that so and so from that show?" Uh, well, it's L.A. It probably was. Huh? <laughs> and then he was in the show, and I was like, "Oh, that makes sense." <laughs> yeah. No, it's I'm ridiculous. It's, it happens. I. I think that, you know, for better or for worse, you are a practical person. It has many, many, many benefits, but maybe manifestation is something that isn't in your, you know, native will houses as much as like. I think I'm going to have to work at it a little more than someone who, like you, who is more connected to the spirit, the air, the universe in your Aquarian yeah. world. In my weird, you yeah, know. tapped in. And, and it's, then maybe it's, that's why, like, writing it down is kind of, like, my first step. Like, oh, I'll just write from a place of already having. Right. And get me kind of pumped. How do you feel about vision boards? I love vision boards. Cool. Um, because I think, 
you know, again, it's it, a lot of it's intention. Like the way I use vision boards, like, um, you know, for my health vision board, um, like I'll use like a lot of healthy female bodies, right? Like I don't need a specific body, but when I look at it, it doesn't say I want to, you know, I want to have that stomach or those arms as much as, you know, I'm going to be healthy like this. I'm not attached to looking a certain way. But I think that, you know, it, just like using lots of different things and like magic and manifestation and stuff, it's like focuses for our energy, for our thought, which is energy. You know, um, if you think like if you distill like basic existence of everything down to its most basic form, it's all energy. And so thought is energy and consciousness is energy and we are energy and the universe is energy. And then it's just all waves of energy kind of dancing and vibrating and making, you know, different chords. Um, it's no wonder that we affect this universe. And I think it's like, okay, if you want to get into like real weird and I'll, I'm sure we'll one day we'll go into dream uh dreams and yeah let's kind save of... that or else we're gonna be here talking a long time right and we'll expand it but uh i personally feel like the universe and life it's like if if god or or like godhead you know the collective consciousness exists mm -hmm. um anything that's like omnipresent or omnipotent um to to know all things you got to be everywhere you got to be all things right and so i feel like we are extensions of the universe or God or whatever you want to call it, like learning about itself through our existence. Um, and so it's such a dance, you know, it's like you manifest things into your life. Like if you're, have you ever like met someone who's just like, you can like unequivocally be like that person has bad luck yes yes i i've known a couple people like that and i don't think it's bad luck as much as i think they are low-key manifesting crap you know dumpster fires into their life constantly right i yeah. was actually talking to someone mm -hmm. about this uh someone who i sort of feel it's hard to say. I don't want to say that this person brings these things in, mm -hmm. you know, because that's not entirely fair. But I also right. think maybe this person doesn't help themselves mm -hmm. with their continued negative thoughts. But And that's the hard thing is if these bad things are happening, of course, you're going to have negative thoughts. And it's really hard to break that pattern. Right. Absolutely. Because no. it's like you have to, before you change your thoughts, you have to change your core beliefs. Right. Absolutely. Because right? if you change your beliefs, then you will change your thoughts. That'll change your feelings. Right. You know. Well, and we see it and all the that'll time. that'll change your results. Exactly. Exactly. You see it. Like people like don't even know they're doing manifestation. It's like you'll hear stories like, oh, I was always alone and I could never find someone and then as soon as I stopped wanting to be with someone and just started loving and taking care of myself, I met the perfect person. Yeah, all like, the time. And I've tried to explain this to some people who I was <laughs> – not the same person I was just talking about, but another person who right. was like, well, I just think that there's no one out there for me. And I kind of want to be like, 
well, yeah, not with that attitude, but right. maybe instead of having that attitude, you don't need to have the full opposite attitude of, I'm absolutely 100% going to find someone and I want them to be exactly this way. It's like maybe just find that like middle ground right? where you are just happy where you are and it all comes back to that like inner joy first. Well, like I always, and it's even like reflected in my prayer, I think, is like, uh, or maybe it's like the old law, <laughs> the old paralegal in me, um, where like even when I pray, if I'm asking for, you know, like, uh, please help me do blah, 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 if it serves the greatest good. Like, even in my prayer, when, even when I acknowledge that I want something or I'm trying to achieve something, I like want to acknowledge that I'm not in charge and I don't have the master plan. And so maybe if it doesn't come, then it didn't serve the greatest good. Um, you know, but I think that people, they do get caught in negative patterns. They don't realize that they bring it on themselves. And it's very sad because, you know, everyone is worthy of love and happiness. And I don't think that, you know, people, anyone deserves to be, um, unhappy for most of their life yeah I don't either but but I also think that happiness is an inside job it is something that you you know it is a choice and you have to get to the point where you can make the choice and it's not easy like you know I you know my background Mm -hmm. and you know, I did not have an idyllic life. <laughs> um, you know, I think a big part of getting to this point was because I manifested a lot of negative things in my life. The universe had to teach me some very hard lessons that I was very stubborn to learn. And so it would escalate and escalate. And I did manifest some not great people in my life. Um, And I really think that's how it manifested for me, that I attracted the kind of people into my life who would not be loyal, who would take advantage of me, who would use me, um, who would hurt me. When you say, I'm just curious for my own reasons, Mm -hmm. Um, when you say you manifested these people, is it because you had a fear of these things happening to you or a fear of having these kind of people in your life? I think it was more I had a sense of just general unworthiness, mm. you know, and a mm-hmm. sense of that these are the kinds of things I deserve. These are the kinds, you know, I wasn't bringing in the best people. Like, like you're a great friend, but I feel like I manifested a lot of great friends after the separation with my ex-husband because of what happened with my other friends. Um, Where before, like, you know, I, I think I kind of, because I wasn't learning to stand up for myself, because I wasn't valuing myself. I was so desperate for acceptance and love and to not be abandoned that I didn't, value my own time and love and friendship I didn't value myself and so it brought in other people who weren't going to value me as soon as I started valuing myself 
I started attracting people who also valued me. And I'm sure there were people who would have been able to value me had I been able to get in the right headspace. So this is where I think it's like part manifestation, part real world action and, you know, owning your thoughts, but it's all interconnected, right? Yeah. It's all interconnected. So, yeah. Manifestation is cool. It is cool. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I was just curious because um, I don't know if you've ever watched The Secret. Yes. Okay. So I watched that the other day. Okay. And for those who don't know, uh, The Secret is a documentary on Law of Attraction from 2006. There's also a book by the same name. And I kind of had mixed feelings on it. I honestly, I'm not a huge fan of it. I No, I think at first I was kind of like, oh, this is really interesting. And I was even telling other people about it, like, hey, maybe check it out as like a beginner's guide mm-hmm. to manifestation. Yeah. And I mean, the whole production is like kind of intense and weird. There's a lot of like whisper, whisper. Yeah, it's and, very. And it's like, but then other times it'll be like this da 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 music to like freak you out, but like get you it's, excited. I don't know. It's definitely meant to emotionally stir people. Yeah, so there's that, but I, I kind of had a problem with the fact that they. It's like they gave the information without a lot of background. I felt right. like, and I felt like parts of it were problematic in the way that. It was kind of blamey, like, oh, bad things happen to you, you know, and it's your fault oh, yeah. for not having inner joy. And <laughs> so that that I didn't like, and that's why I was kind of asking you, like, oh, did you fear this? You know, because I think, I think it's very easy to attract negative and think negatively, mm-hmm. but I don't think that's necessarily right to say, like, oh, it's all your fault. Because right. there are so many outside factors Absolutely. and outside influences, you know? And like yeah. you said, it's not like you wanted to attract, you know, bad friends and relationships. It was just mm-hmm. you grew up in a way that made you feel one way. Yes. And then that's what you attracted. So it wasn't just like that exactly. you couldn't find the joy in your life. Right. And and to it be just... clear, even though I'm way happier at this point in my life than I've ever been, mm-hmm. I was no less valuable or I am no more valuable in this moment than I than I was then. Like it's all and you know maybe and this is where my weird spirituality comes in and where I'm like, you know, it's it's all necessary. I love who I am today. I would not be who I was if my life hadn't been difficult at times. It It's the fact that it was difficult that pushed me to those limits. You know, it pushed me to be a better person. It pushed me to own my mental health. It pushed me to own my own emotions. Right. And I'm seeing that with some other people I know who have had their mm-hmm. own rash of bad luck or what have you, where it's mm-hmm. finally getting to this point and I hope it sticks. It's finally getting yeah. to this point of, you know, taking control of, like you said, the mental health, the physical health, you know, really taking a step back and being like, you know, 
if I don't change, then nothing else will change. Right. Well, and you know, I, no one deserves to have, you know, pain or trauma or anything like that inflicted upon them. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, uh, for me personally, I kind of feel like, well, you know, this is where the cause is in the future again. It's, it is that adversity that helped shape me and temper me, you know, like I, I don't wish I could go back and change things. Even, you know, some of the biggest mistakes of my life, like without those mistakes, I mean, like my, my relationship with my ex-husband was horrible for my mental health, but I wouldn't have my kid without it, you know? So, and I, and I think that if it hadn't gotten so incredibly bad, I could have been in a lifelong string of middle road bad, you know, Mm -hmm. it took, it took taking it to that extreme that allowed me to just be like, what? Like it, it like enough shattered. Is enough. Yeah, it had to, it had to like shatter my reality. <laughs> and I don't know if that's a good thing. Um, you know, everyone is different. Everyone is Those different at home. You don't have to be shattered <laughs> to manifest. No, no. <laughs> but uh, you know, it definitely. Um, I think, you know, it's it's a full package. It is you know, mindfulness, part of manifestation is just being mindful of how you're thinking, how you're thinking about yourself, how you're thinking about like, I literally, and I, maybe this is just like crazy body dysmorphia stuff, but I swear if I am in a bad mental place and I look in the mirror, I look unattractive. Oh, same. I am in a positive, confident, like, and I'll be the same weight. I'll have like the same routine. It's not that. It's like literally like my energy comes out and I'm no longer attractive. Um, Oh, I 100% agree. Like I said, I've been doing the scripting and it's been making me feel really good and I missed it today. And yeah, at one point I looked in the mirror and was just like very disappointed. Yeah. (laughs) Is the way I'm going to say that? It's... And I was like, how weird is that? Because yesterday I was like, damn, girl. Right? You know? <laughs> and it's Nothing crazy. Nothing changed. Nothing changed. But but it's like the physical, the the internal energy is, is being expressed externally in your body. And, you know, again, we are interacting on an energetic level with so many different things. Um, you know, we have like electromagnetic fields around our bodies and then we interact with other electromagnetic fields. That's some crazy cool shit right there. Right. And... So if someone is sending you good vibes, don't roll your eyes at them. Okay. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> and especially like, hey, you know, just get on board. Maybe like both of you can manifest something more powerful. And, and that actually feeds into like... Um, you know, a lot. Uh, I know some practitioners of witchcraft um, believe in and Wiccans believe um, that 
part of what makes the coven so powerful is it like amplifies if you have like one witch doing a spell and then you have um a second witch helping that person then it's like the power of that spell and that manifestation and that magic is like 10 times as much and then if you have a third witch it's like another times 10 so then it's 100 times as much and a fourth it's like a and so you know that's kind of manifestation (laughs) that's like many people focusing and directing their will in one direction to achieve a physical reaction or or a, a, a tangible world reaction Have you ever, um, have you ever, besides scripting, done any specific like manifestation rituals, or do you have any? Um... I don't like. I I kind of said to you when we came up with this topic that I am not as well versed in it. So I'm that's still, totally. F- yeah, I'm still kind of like learning. You know what others do. Yeah, well, and, and you know, I'm not as much of a tangible person, so I don't have too many... Like I said, I, I uh, do scripting. I do have a vision board. It's very tiny. It's actually the background of my phone. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so that way I see it every day, and I moved all my apps. Um, you know, on the iPhone, you can move all your apps over to, like, a new screen. Uh-huh. So you can leave your first screen blank, and then oh. I can see the entire thing, like, free of apps blocking it i love it and i'll and i have one for um like i have one picture for just uh healthy living and it doesn't have any pictures of bodies because i'm just trying to stay away from that but you know has like you know weights and some vegetables or whatever right uh there's a picture for you know witchcraft because i'd like to grow my practice nice just some other ones were, you know, business and just overall lifestyle stuff. But, yeah, so I see that, you know, every day. That's awesome. So it makes me smile and hopefully Very cool. work in the energy. Yeah. Well, I mean, having it on your phone and something you see constantly. Yeah. Um, maybe too much. But. <laughs> well, you know, maybe, maybe we do some vision boarding or some meditation without that. But... Um, no, I, I really like the idea of, um, vision boarding. I actually, I think I might've mentioned this to you. I've been making like a manifestation visualization area in my room. Have I told you this? Oh yeah. You sent me a picture. It was not done yet, but yes. we were kind of talking about. I, well, it's gotten better, closer. Um, but yeah, I, and so I'll kind of like light a candle. My morning routine and it has a lot of candles. <laughs> there are many candles to be lit in the morning. That's very hookah uh, of you. It is very hookah. The problem is I go <laughs> through a lot of tea lights. Like, I probably go through about four to ten tea lights a day. <laughs> I guess that's what the dollar store is for. That's what the dollar, but even then. But like, even then, yeah. It's, I You think? Like, the last time I went to the dollar store and I bought three packages of tea lights and I am down to one package. And that was, like, not even ten days ago. Whoopsies. I, 
I think I'm just going to have to, I actually got to the point where I started keeping the little tea light things because I know how to make my own candles. I'm like, maybe I'll just cash my own. I'm like, girl, we'll see. I might do some wishy shit. Be so Um, fun. Right? Ooh, and then you could like put your own herbs in them and like anoint them. Yes. Uh, Well, I've told you about my one altar candle I use, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's constantly getting charged with the crystals. Have I told you about this? You have. You have. I I, I feel like we need to steer back on topic and be mindful of our time. But we should absolutely do like a candle magic or crystal episode. We We will. We will. One day we will. Um, But yeah, Uh, being mindful of our time. Um, yes any last thoughts on manifestation because if we've learned anything tonight it is that you are very good at it um (laughs) (laughs) i uh i guess my my thoughts would be to be mindful of the thoughts that you are putting both out into the universe and into yourself um that you know, I actually developed a voice that when I start to have negative self-talk mm-hmm. comes through like a mom and is like, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> like, and, you know, that's important. I, I think that's like the first step and that's where the mindfulness comes in. Um, meditation and sitting with it um, and and really getting concrete ideas of what you want and being with yourself um i think a lot of people do not spend nearly enough time with their selves in silence um myself included um and even you know the there's a part of me that uh, still struggles with focus on what I want and really defining that. But I've also found that, like, it's better for me to be like, I want happiness and a family than to be like, and I want to meet my partner here and have a kid here and do this here. Um, You know, it's really it's about being open Mm-hmm. to kind of do that little waltz with the universe. And, and part of that is releasing control, sadly. Damn I'm it. I'm sorry about it. I know. <laughs> I I know. <laughs> well, as you were talking, thinking about how to meet my partner here and do this, I uh-huh. was convinced once upon a time uh-huh. that I was going to get married at 22 and I'd have a kid by 24, and I don't know what was wrong with me. Looking back, I'm like, <laughs> who wants a kid at 24? Right. I'm like, Jesus, girl. I mean, I got married at 25, but it was still a couple years before we had a child. Right. And looking back, again, the universe knew more than I did because we would not have been prepared. Or, oh, absolutely. I mean, no one ever really is. Let's get real. But, yeah. you know, like, we would have been struggling a lot more financially, mentally. Oh, yeah. It would have, yeah. So, thank you, universe, for knowing when I was supposed to have my children. Right. And get married. And it was not at 22. <laughs> no, ma'am. No. no, ma'am, it wasn't. 22, and- I was working in retail. 
and Mm -hmm. guys would hit on me for being nice to them because that was my job so it wasn't yeah yeah. I'm sorry about it (laughs) well but then when I'd go out with my friends just I know I'm going off topic here no I mean and maybe this is a whole maybe this is manifestation too because I was in a committed relationship when I would go out with my friends Mm-hmm. And now, mind you, I didn't drink. I, okay. Right? So that was a hoot. Yes. Um, but <laughs> I would notice I really that I would... don't understand why you can't uh, release control once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So I would go out with my friends, and guys would start talking to them and not me. Aww. And... You know, a couple times I was like, okay, maybe it's because I'm the girl, like, eating chicken strips and not drinking. But other times, there were no chicken strips to be found. I, you know, (laughs) I don't know what was going on. So finally, I asked my friends, like, you know, what's going on? I'm kind of cute, right? Like, in a weird alternative sort of way. Oh, whatever. You are so cute. And they were like, yeah, because you're not, like, looking up around the, like, and around the room. I was like, what are you talking about? They're like... We're here. We're scanning the room. You're here, and you're just talking to us. Right. And I was like, right. Oh. You're putting out the wrong vibes. I was. I mean, again, I was in a committed relationship, and right. I didn't necessarily want anyone hitting on me. But after, you know, a few times and, like, nothing, I was beginning to question, like, me as a person and my appearance and, you know. Well, you weren't doing like the eye flirt I thing where not. you're like, you're like, kind of you know like there's some eyebrows involved and like a maybe like the occasional like lip lick like a like oh 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 are my lips dry I don't know are my lips dry <laughs> no that would Am just I, be me like are you gonna off, get lucky you know chicken strips <laughs> <laughs> right they're like hey did you read that book I would not even be surprised if you fully pulled out a book <laughs> I might have brought books but I don't think I ever actually brought them out because my friends were cool and they did not ditch me or anything (laughs) that's good that's good yeah no (laughs) but those are my favorite they're my people yeah (laughs) no i looking back stories about myself really make me laugh and maybe that's somebody has to i guess oh yeah no well i've come to the conclusion that um the your 20s are for feeling like you're hot shit and your 30s are for laughing at yourself at your 20s yeah like just being like what were you you wore that (laughs) and you thought you were cute yeah (laughs) yeah well i mean you said that or you thought he was cute (laughs) Well, if anyone's curious about my high school years, I shopped at Hot Topic, and that's about all you need to know. So, I mean, I'm pretty (laughs) sure. I'm just going to go out on a limb. Informal poll, would you be crafty listeners? How many of you shopped at Hot Topic? I would guess about mm, 75 plus. That's my percentage. I'm guessing 75% plus. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and uh, answer that question. (laughs) I'm gonna I'm gonna put that question up in our Instagram, but you can either yes. email us your answer. Did you shop at Hot Topic as a teenager? <laughs> uh, you can email us at witchesbecrafty at gmail.com. 
Or find us on Instagram at witchesbecrafty. Okay, so this is a total side note, too, because I have a beef with... This is this is the Hot Topic thing, okay? Okay. When Hot Topic first opened up when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I was scared to go in there, okay? The, not in a bad way. Okay. Not in, and, and you may have had a different experience. This is where I think, like, the line... There might be a line in the sand. I was scared to go in there because when I first started going there... It was like all hardcore goth stuff. There were no Care Bears and rainbows and like that stuff yet. And everyone who worked there, like they were going for a certain aesthetic. Yeah. So I can remember like being in middle school. Well, me too. (laughs) But it still like felt intimidating because, you know, they were big kids and I was like 12, 13 and they were like 18. Oh my God. What a hot goth boy. Oh, my God. Um, Right? (laughs) But then when I was, like, 18, 19, 20, and all of a sudden, like, there was all this, like, rainbow bright and raver stuff. And, like, like, I was incensed. I was like, what is this? Who has taken over my – I earned it. I worked through my fear as a child. See, I feel like that's about when I discovered Hot Topic was it was right on the cusp. And that makes sense given our age difference. Right, yeah. So it was definitely like, you know, I got my first like spike collar there, but I could also get my t-shirt with, um, you know, like a little blue fairy or, you know, like you said, a Care Bear or something. And it was totally edgy. Yes. Okay. No, that was like. Not a phase, mom. (laughs) Jesus. Jesus. I okay. My best, like most cliche goth purchase was a black shirt with sparkly silver writing that said, I'd rather be a vampire. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't and I used to that wear far. that. Oh, oh. Okay, girl, but I did have Girl, I did have you've a never red... seen my goth phase pictures. Oh, I should show you oh, mine. Oh my god. Oh my god. Um, I have one though. It was a red and I don't do red. I don't really like how I look in bright red, but it was bright red. Okay. And it had, um, Eric Draven's face, you know, the crow. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wore that so much. <laughs> I love the crow and I am unashamed. Oh, me too, girl. Oh, and the soundtrack. That oh. soundtrack. Yeah. That might've been like the first soundtrack I ever bought. Cause I don't usually yeah. do soundtracks. I don't care, but oh yeah and nine inch nails is on there trent reznor oh he's your boy yeah he's my boy yeah uh trent Uh, okay sorry 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 those were the days anywho (laughs) so we hope you enjoyed this uh episode on manifestation and hot topic (laughs) (gasps) oh yeah i uh sorry i just that reminded me of a uh, Trent Reznor manifestation story, which I will have to tell another night. Another night. So you have <laughs> that to look forward to. Woo! Yes, we all do. Oh yeah, it's fun times. Fun times. This has been a, a fun, fun conversation, Stephanie. This was good. I enjoyed it. I I have enjoyed it too. One thing. There is one thing before we go because you did touch on the secret, which I'm not a fan on. But I did want to bring up oh, yeah. one movie that I highly recommend 
everyone watch. Okay. Um, and it's called uh, What the Bleep Do We Know? Oh, I've heard of that, but... It is awesome because it's part manifestation but part science. Okay. And actually, the extended cut is where the uh, Dr. Quantum superhero cartoon about the double slit experiment comes from. Um, so that I will post a link maybe to that video for individuals who want to learn more about the double slit experiment. But if you want to watch the a really fascinating movie that covers everything from um, uh, water and how you can imprint water um, to, yeah, it's, oh, it's so cool. Okay. Really, really cool stuff. I'll check that one out. Okay. Excellent. Awesome. I hope everyone else does too. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, maybe we'll have a, a follow-up. Maybe we'll have just like a manifestation quantum physics follow-up fun time. So, Yeah. Great show. Great show indeed. If, if we humble brag ourselves. Yes. <laughs> this We're has so been fun. a very stabby and braggy sort of attitude. Stabby and braggy. <laughs> That's our law firm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're losing them. We're losing them. All right. Well, All right. please, uh, if you like us, you know, give us a review. We'd like that very much. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of this high quality content. <laughs> okay. You I don't mean, want to miss a moment of this. Oh, no. Definitely not. I mean, you want to know definitely about my uh, high school fashion choices. We all and... do. <laughs> right. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, yeah, email us, find us on Instagram, subscribe. Um, our email is witchesbecrafty at gmail.com. And yeah, I am a crafty witch named Kirsten. I'm a crafty witch named Stephanie. And thank you for listening to Witches Be Crafty. Bye. Excellent. Bye. Yay.